Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. Yeah, look, I think uh, when we talk about identity, when we talk about culture, and I talk about what kind of team that we want to have on the field, I think we show a lot of what we want to be on Wednesday, especially in terms of that mentality, in terms of um, how the guys approach the entire 90 minutes playing with a man down. So uh, we want to, I think we, the guys set up the, the, the standards and that, that's what we're going to be looking every time we play on, uh, we step on the field is to, to have a team that is fighting for each other and, and having that mentality. What up, Page Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and today I'm joined with, by Rodrigo. What's up, bro? Hey, how's it going? How's everyone doing? And also, we're joined by a special guest making his second appearance to the show, El Jefe, Dustin Richardson. How's it going, boss? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back. I didn't know if I'd get another invite after the first one, so yeah. glad to be back. Yeah, it seemed you were pretty popular, man. We got a lot of listens on that episode, which is always good. And, uh, man, I don't know about you guys. We have a game coming up. It's not going to be the most fun game, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe against Seattle. But we had a hell of a weekend, um, you know, with the Dynamo beating Nashville uh, that we'll definitely, you know, talk a lot about. But before that, uh, just giving a little recap that, you know, Houston Dash, the ladies uh, ended up tying against uh, Racing Louisville. I always want to pronounce that differently, but Racing Louisville 1-1. Um, so they'll have a, a couple, about a two weeks, right, off? If I'm, or no, 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 my bad. They play this weekend. Then they'll have a couple of weeks off. But, yeah, yeah, they'll be playing this weekend. Um, and so with that, uh, anything you want to add, Dustin, about the dash? I don't know. If, I didn't get to watch any of those matches, those, that match. I, we, all three games were happening at once. And I know the three of us were up at the stadium yeah. um, for the Dynamo game. So it was like watching dose and dash and stuff on streams and watching the dynamo live it was it was one of those weird nights where they all three played at the same time so hopefully uh, they don't have a lot more of those (laughs) and no kidding and then obviously the game was on twitch like you mentioned and uh it has like a five ten minute lag so you kind of a little loss of what's happening i I mean dynamo does had a little bit but it wasn't that that terrible of a lag yeah so you mentioned the fact that we were at the stadium it was kind of cool we were all able to watch it from the press box um it was a little toasty 90 degree weather at you know 7 30 so uh we we stayed with the boss he's like it's too hot outside so it made sense uh to say like, we're going in the ac boys <laughs> and uh i'm surprised we didn't get kicked because it, it looked like there were some names under those seats but whatever man yeah. we we got them so theories in charge yeah, for sure. We so 
three of us ripping it and it was cool too and we'll kind of touch on the fact of like the post-game conferences that opened up we'll talk a little bit of that as well but Rodrigo I guess we'll start with you man just your perspective on the game I think we all watched it but we all have different perspectives right you watched it or watched it watch the game <laughs> no I'm just messing um no yeah it was good it was actually fun to be in the press box um you know getting to talk to you guys as we're watching the game and you know doing our own little commentating but as far from the red car I think the dynamo actually played really well um last episode with Billy we were mentioning how the dynamo lacked a lot of passion I feel like this game they kind of just like flipped the switch on that um you know everybody got after it I think that high press really helped them just establish that more than anything and once they got going with that I felt like the whole team was unified and they knew what to do um, defensively and basically that's how the the goals came or you know with a high press uh, press and some mistakes at the back from Nashville so overall I think they played really well even after the red card too yeah I mean there was definitely a few chances created before the goal came and obviously after the goal too before sorry before the red card came there's a couple chances obviously the goal uh, and then one that with the Thor found himself kind of in the middle, couldn't really get a, his foot in it. I think he would have touched it with his weaker foot. He probably would have put that on frame. Um, the team did look very well. Uh, we were kind of all surprised, you know, that Veda wasn't in the lineup. And then, you know, we find out it was for personal reasons. So seeing Darwin sit in always kind of makes you a little weary for sure. Um, but the team looked, you know, very compact. They were playing um, – with a false nine in Quintero, basically. Uh, Thor would jump to the middle at times and then towards the wing uh, when they were defending. Uh, and th- it, it was kind of surprising because, you know, as Dynamo, as people that follow the Dynamo, seeing that, seeing, first of all, I think scoring pretty early on, and I'll let Dustin kind of push on this, but like scoring very early on kind of like puts you like on your heels because we're used to kind of scoring first and then, seeing it kind of get flipped then obviously getting that straight red was like another like dynamo oh type of thing like here it comes again maybe this is gonna you know be a bad ending but for them to pull out pull that 2-0 you know win with a man down is pretty crazy dustin yeah it, it i mean coco's goal was nice the build-up was nice darwin and memo memo played probably one of his best games as a dynamo player he he was what he was a left wing in the starting lineup, but he was more kind of central and just kind of all over the place. But yeah, after the red card, it was like, oh man, just make it to halftime. And then at halftime, it was one nil, and it was like, at least for me, I was like, well, the second half could get ugly, <laughs> or because you felt like okay, Nashville's going to bring that. They had Mukhtar on the bench. They had a couple of their guys on the bench because they had played a extra time open cup game. Uh, uh, midweek so it was like okay well now they're of a man they're only down a goal now they're gonna like throw everything at it and they're gonna run away 3-1 but I mean the Dynamo just dominated them I mean Nash after the second goal Nashville kind of had possession and had some chances but there was really nothing like I mean like Clark wasn't really tested you know like there was no like oh like real close goal uh goal scoring chances or anything for Nashville there was no like I mean the Dynamo pretty much saw out the game with 10 men like like easy (laughs) yeah i think uh 
Clark only had like two saves, uh, if I'm not mistaken. You know, there was yeah. not. Yeah, Rodrigo. No, yeah, I was kind of just jump on that. Yeah, he had two saves, but I think we're missing the fact that how um, amazing our our defense was playing because they had so many blocks in front of goal. I think that was almost like a goal goal line clearance uh, kind of event. By defensive um, line, you mean teenager David? Because I feel like that's was doing a lot of that work. <laughs> Mainly him, uh, which I believe we're going to be missing for the next game because of the suspensions or yellow cards, which I believe he has five now, which that's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, he's out. he's out against Seattle today whenever you're listening to this tonight, which really stinks because now you got to – we'll talk about Seattle and what they have. But, yeah, now you got to throw Bartlow or maybe Steris coming off injury in there against the Seattle team that has, like, it seems like nine attacking players that <laughs> – are super good but um yeah i mean davy was like it seemed like every time i looked up he was blocking a shot he was defending somebody he was just like throwing himself all over the place i mean the guy we saw the salaries come out today the guys making a million million bucks plus a year so keep putting in those performances teenage <laughs> yeah i mean we've we've been pretty critical on this show of another defender that sits next to him that makes a lot of money but we don't see, you know, a lot of that defensive work uh, that it seems that he's getting paid for. But teenage, I mean, you're right. We're paying him every single penny, and he's paying us back. I gotta say though, um, this game Parker actually had a pretty decent game overall. I felt like he was crucial at some points, um, especially you know backing up the team. Not obviously as a teenage um, got it done with all those blocks, but I think it was just kind of matter of positioning, but. Parker looked pretty solid um, against Nashville. He became the official bodyguard of the team. Like, you know, the last 15 minutes, it's kind of, he wasn't letting anybody get on anyone's face, which is kind of funny, you know, like two, three guys trying to push around. It's like, dude, I got this. This is what they paid me for. I'm the muscle of the team, literally. But uh, again, I think, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the red card. Um, I, you know, seeing it in real time, I didn't think it was a red card. Uh, we saw the referee go to uh, BAR and check it. Took about three minutes or four minutes or something, and he kept it as a red card. You guys saw it. You guys, you know, I know Dustin right away was like, "That's a red card." Um, just your perspective, Dustin, on on why exactly it's a straight red. Well, I think, and Rodrigo and I were talking about this in the press box after we were like, you know, examining the replay in super slow motion, but um, I think it was Alex Moyle from Nashville that had the ball, and the ball was like what a good foot past him or behind him and Lundqvist kind of is like sliding in with his studs up knee high I mean it's extremely reckless and studs up I mean and honestly I'm super surprised that they they appealed it Paulo was super adamant about like it's never a red card we're going to appeal it and we're going to get the suspension overturned but like it was never going to get overturned and then uh Tuesday it came out that yeah it got denied and Lundqvist is suspended and so the Dynamo lose a you know a, not a challenge but a uh, appeal um so I, it's just it's one of those plays that like it's just kind of one of those heat of the moment tackles where you go in and you're just diving in on somebody and you're just extremely reckless and that's very much not how Lundqvist plays you know like he's one of those guys that's super he almost he almost doesn't go into challenges 
enough. You know, he kind of like that goal that Taxi Fountas scored against DC where he kind of just like half jumped for it and then like the ball fell to him and he scored. Um, so he, that's just not the kind of player he is. So it was, it was, it was odd seeing that, but I think it was definitely a red card from, from my opinion. Yeah, definitely out of character from Lundy uh, to on that challenge. And maybe that was the talk for him during the week. Maybe they asked him to be more aggressive, and that's kind of what we got out of it. Rodrigo? Yeah, like uh, Dustin was saying, um, when we're watching it, after, well, I guess when they played it on real time, it was just too fast. It was the speed of the play, I, I feel like. If you look at that, you know, he's coming in, just charging in, almost looked like going in with two feet, and the ball was nowhere near him. So I think when you look at it like that, I don't think, I mean, I don't know why uh, Paolo decided to appeal just because it already looked bad in real time. And then when you slow it down, you clearly see that he's not even near the ball. So I think it was him trying to, and, you know, we, we heard his side of the story in the, in the press conference, uh, but I felt like it's him trying to make a statement of all the bad calls the MLS has given against the Dynamo um, more than anything. And probably just asking for more consistency. So I, I kind of feel like he knew he's probably not going to get overturned. Um, might as well just, you know, give it a shot, especially because we need Adam or a player like him to be playing against Seattle. So I think he kind of said, like, why not? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think he's just trying to make a statement. Well, and I was going to say, it's also too, you know, it's a, kind of like the part of the, the uh the passion of that game or you know the 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 uh the atmosphere that you're living that you take a red card and obviously hurts the team but you still get a win and you know if, if you're a man of your word whatever you say especially like he said i don't say it publicly so you say it publicly you're gonna have to kind of go ahead and do it even though they probably were like god dang it i messed up but it is what it is um, and, you know, with the red car, we, we saw Thor, you know, his minutes pretty much ending right after that. Looked like he got a little bit of a knock. Um, I thought it, this was going to be the game he got his goal, but that's not how it went down. He was the one sacrificed uh, to bring in uh, Sam Junkwa, who's most likely going to be playing against Seattle. Um, so, and, and again, every every player that came in for the team, um did their part, looked organized. Uh, I think we saw the team basically end up shifting to like a five defending defender line with Ethan Barlow coming in as well. Um, and Seca, I mean, those, those guys like Seca that we keep asking to see, I think they're going to make that position their own. Um, uh, Dustin? I think, I feel like Seca is like officially firmly a starter now, you know, like, he started last week. I think he started the, I think he started two weeks in a row now or two games in a row. Um, not counting the open cup game, but like, I, I mean, when he signed or when the season started, even like before he signed, like everybody was like, we need a right back. <laughs> we need a right back bad. Cause you had Valentin and then you had Dorsey. Who's like a right mid that they just made a right back. So it was really only a matter of time until, and then you you've seen Zeka play and you're like, damn, this guy's so smooth on the ball. He's like, you know, he's confident. He's, he just fits in like seamlessly. So yeah, I feel like, I feel like Zeka is the right back now for the foreseeable future. Zarek's, Zarek's a great, you know, veteran guy to have like as a backup and he's played in the open cup games. He can play center back, he can play right back, but Zeka's here to stay. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's he's fun to watch. Uh, you know, no matter the the I guess the weather. Uh, you know, obviously it was raining in DC, but the guy is super skillful with the ball for you know a defender. I would say. I mean, you can. He's very comfortable uh, with the ball at his feet, and he's you know I'm sure it, eventually we'll maybe see him get pushed up more, but he can swing in a ball pretty much from anywhere uh, where he's standing on the field towards the center of the line. Yep. Um, so again, Quintero got to score the PK that Fafa Pico was just you know, making all kinds of havoc on the opposition, even with a man down. The guy was just running. We saw him play midweek about, what, 45 minutes? So, you know, seeing him just continue running um, this all 90 minutes, basically, until he got out towards the end of the match. He was just putting in work. It's very surprising to see. The penalty, I don't know, uh, looking at it, did he touch him? He did. Did he not touch him? It's kind of questionable as well. Um, but I think, like how, yeah, Fafa said in the post game, like what he got me. Like Fafa was like super, like confident. Like, and then Willis fouled me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and okay, well, guess. you kind of saw, you know, he was going. Fafa was going full speed, and it's one of those that. If you do happen to get a little bit of a touch, you're going to fall no matter what, right? Like Cristiano Ronaldo kind of showed us how that works. You touch me, I fall. And that's basically Fafa, how it went down. It does look like he gets a little bit of a of a knock on, I think, his, I guess, left foot that kind of just shifts him. And, and, but again, it's kind of questionable. Quintero puts it away, gives us that 2-0 lead. And the last couple minutes, you know, we kept seeing him many corners and, you know, for Nashville. And, you know, the my joke is that we play small ball, right? A lot of our guys are pretty tiny. I think we only have one or two guys that are above six foot. Um, and once you saw players like Walker Zimmerman come in, you knew it was just a matter of time before they hit that alley-oop and score a goal, basically. So, um, but the, again... Hedavi was a key component of keeping that, uh, you know, the defense um, and, and the clean sheet, basically, uh, just parrying and everything away. I think you had mentioned the number on one of the articles you uh, you wrote, um, uh, Dustin. I think he had like 12 clearances or something ridiculous like that. I mean, the guy put in some, some good work. Uh, anything you guys want to add on the defensive part of it? Uh, yeah, going back to what you're saying, uh, small ball, just a quick little stat on here. Um, so aerial duels won. We only had 13. Um, Nashville had 30. And then with clearances, we had 33. So And they had eight. So, I mean, that just tells you how, you know, small we are and then how much the defense was just working overtime, really. Um, yeah, they were just it, throwing okay. stuff in the box the uh, last 20 minutes. It was... It was definitely ball wide and banging crosses, <laughs> biting your nails. Because again, you're so used to of seeing like a goal somehow get in and you know get that score flipped, and they did a great job. We can't say it enough. Uh, you know, we heard Nagamura call them Warriors, and honestly, it's one of those matches that you know, looking at players like Memo Rodriguez, you know, you hit on earlier how. He probably played one of his best games, but the guy was just like all over the field. Like he was just pressuring. Uh, even when a man down, he was kind of everywhere. And 
um, there was this saying, there's a coach in Mexico and I'm trying to remember who it was, but basically they also kind of play with a man down and he was just saying, you know, playing with a man down, you play better because you have like one less guy to worry about basically. And, and it just kind of seemed that way um, in this matchup. I think you're taking that a little bit out of context. Um, I remember that saying, but it was turned against him because he was the one playing against a team with a man down. Uh, the, the, everybody was always saying like, well, then take somebody out every time you start a game. <laughs> like, just play with 10 to begin with. So you're saying it's so easy. Um, obviously, it's not that easy because our friends uh, three hours away could not do it this weekend against um, Rosalind Lake. So... <laughs> Shout out to the broccolis. <laughs> yeah, good luck in LA tomorrow, tonight, whenever you're hearing this. <laughs> and I, I, you know, talking back to the penalty, um, I was also surprised that uh, Joe Willis did not get a, a card at all. You know, because like we mentioned, it seemed like he barely touched him, if he even touched him. Um, obviously, Fafa, I believe he would have uh, kept his ground. He probably would have, you know, gone around him and scored it. But the fact that he didn't get a card, to me, that was kind of surprising. Yeah, um, I didn't think I didn't. I thought they weren't going to give him a red card because Fafa was kind of like going, you know, towards the corner. Yeah, but, I don't but think a so. yellow. I mean, yeah, like he wiped him out. Like you know, if a defender did that, like on the wing, if a winger's like going down the wing and you just slide and wipe a guy out, you're getting a yellow card. I don't know if keepers just get more leniency or what, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I, the action of play just right away, you think like, okay, that's at least a yellow. Red car, you know, that's when it's out of the, you know, Uh-oh. you're going Uh-oh. out of your way to just try to get the player. Uh, uh, the other thing I was going to ask you guys is, I mean, we watched the game. Maybe we all watched it a little bit differently because from the start, I saw Thor playing more as the left wing. And I kind of wanted to hear the Apollo's thoughts on that apparently he said only defensively but i don't know like i felt like he was staying a little bit too wide well when attacking and i think he's not gonna give us much on that because we've seen the fact that quintero even when uh you know we've seen sebastian ferreira play start ferreira tends to like move back into the 10 role or even more towards the wing and he lets you know quintero be that that falls nine just kind of roaming around, um, which honestly is working for him. If he's a fan of a false nine, you know, using the most creative guy to kind of play at the highest point to allow somebody to basically, or use him as a pivot so he can, you know, hit somebody on the run, dude, it's working. Um, you know, obviously we came from a three loss, you know, streak, or a three-game losing streak, and uh, it it obviously clearly wasn't getting us goals then. Um, but I think overall the team is kind of slowly clicking, and the tactics that Nagamura has shown, uh, being only eleven games now into his tenure, he he shows that he he's not a one-dimensional coach. Um, that he's able to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Clinking on the word. He can adapt. Adapting, yes, sir. That's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, he can yeah. adapt very well to the uh, to the opponent. Um, and I think I had mentioned this to Dustin after the game, how um, Sebastian Ferreira was asked, like, well, how come, you know, I think it was a game against San Antonio that he was asked, like, 
well, how come you guys didn't do this right? Or how come you guys didn't do that right? And he basically said, well, the opponent, you know, took that away from us. And and it's easy to forget that, yeah, you are playing somebody else that is coming and uh, learns your, you know, your tactics to try to make the, the strong points weak and your weak points, you know, try to when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply exploit them um rodrigo you want anything no i mean just adding on that thor situation i think we saw him against san antonio come in for fafa so i guess maybe he was exploring that option too there um paulo was to see if he can play more of the left wing role um i'm interested to see how we're going to see him moving forward especially that right side has been our weakest point and fafa obviously would bring a lot of strength to it (laughs) making i guess the left side a little bit more questionable now but you know and Sebas, he obviously had a great rest. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can see him against Sounders. Um, I'm sure if you were a little kid on the, um, I guess, home and stone, you can say, yeah, uh, you probably got his autograph 10 minutes before the game, uh, before the game was over. Hey. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm sure, you know, we'll see him back on the starting lineup again. And maybe we see Thor back in the um, left wing position. Um Dustin, you want to add something before we uh, move into the next matchup? No, I was just, I guess I can start pivoting to Seattle. It's, it's, I, yeah, like off of what Rodrigo is saying, it's going to be super interesting to see like what Apollo does because they have a game Sunday and then they have an open cup and then they have another game the next weekend. So this is like, this is that, you know, type of stretch where you need your depth. And we've always been talking about how this team isn't exactly deep. <laughs> So, and they're all road uh, road games too. That's another. Yeah, yeah after, after after tomorrow, after tomorrow. Seattle, it's all road games. So it's like, you know, do you do you give some of these two guys at like Beto Avila? Do you give Palomino? Do you give um, you know, even Juan Castilla? Some of these guys, Brooklyn Reigns, I don't think can play yet because he doesn't have the homegrown thing. But it's. It's, I think it's going to say a lot about what Paulo thinks about this season by what he does with Seattle. Cause I know we were talking about it in our little group chat um, with dynamo theory. Like you probably play your starters, especially like your veterans, like Cantero, your Picos, you know, your 30 year old guys, you probably play them in the game that you think you can win. Right. Of, of, of Seattle and the galaxy. I mean, and I don't know. We'll see what Apollo thinks. <laughs> Uh, no, not really. I think we we have a pretty good idea what Seattle is going to bring. I think uh, we know their 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 players well, um, uh, and it always happens, right? It always happens when play and teams rotate players, or they they change something because of the the the, the rough schedule. So the most important thing is we we step on the field with the right mentality, like I say prior, uh, knowing what we have to do to to win the game. I think uh, with that many. Uh, games we don't have as many um, training sessions on the field. It's more about uh, video and and talking and addressing little things uh, much more than uh, 
training specifically on the field and recovering. So, but I'm confident that our guy is going to be ready for, for a tough task tomorrow. Yeah, I think, and you know, if, if you are a follower and see them kind of low on the table and say, ah, easy win. You have to remember, you know, they basically were playing to win that, you know, very coveted CONCACAF Champions League title. And they did it. You know, they are the first MLS team to do it. Um, they're knocked out, out of the uh, U.S. Open Cup competition. So now all they have to worry about is the league itself. Um, there's still a lot of games for them left. You know, we still have two-thirds, basically, of the season to go. Um, they can easily turn around with such, uh, you know, they're a great team. You know, we can't deny the fact that they have probably, whether, you know, there's their bench or their reserve players can probably start in a lot of MLS teams like the Dynamo. They're just very talented players. Yes, they lost uh, one of their key players in Joao Paulo, but still, you know, you made a good point, uh, you know, Dustin, whenever he went down, how they played this, 16-year-old, uh, what is it, of dead Vargas, I think was the guy's name. And, and again, 16-year-old kid playing in one of the biggest, or if not the biggest game in our region and just coming in and doing the work that needs to be done. It's ridiculous. I think, um, you know, speaking as a fan, I think we all kind of would like to see the Dynamo um, be a Seattle Sounders in that aspect, having that history behind them, having just that, rich soccer uh, aspect not that we don't have it but they see it in fruition because they see that pipeline that you know we're trying to create with dynamo dose and the academy um and we we uh, seattle shared a picture of basically who's traveling and it doesn't look all that great for us because you know there's nicolas lodato raul ruiz diaz is there i think uh, christian rodan maybe there uh, I'm sure they're not going to bring all their main guys. I think the best one that we may do without showing up would be a Jordan Morris because I don't know who's really going to stop him if Lundy's out. Uh, it's going to be a great, great task uh, for, you know, young, well, Sam Junkwa to deal with Rodrigo. Definitely going to be interesting how Paulo's going to line up, um, especially with the defense. You know, two key players, I guess, would be missing out. and. We'll probably see Bart Lowe, you know, step in at center back. Um, or I don't know, what what do you guys think? Do you think you bring Steris in if he's 90% there? Or do you just kind of hold it out and think maybe we can take on LA Galaxy and get some points there for an away match? I feel like, I feel like if you were playing like Vancouver or something, maybe you'd throw Steris out there. But like if Rui Diaz is starting, you know, he's like one of the best strikers in the hemisphere. <laughs> um I mean, Bartlow played okay against Nashville. Like when he came in, you know, he was just kind of asked to just be in the middle and take up space pretty much and help them uh, keep the lead. I I think Bartlow's been, he's been okay for, he's he's basically a rookie. I know he's not a rookie, but Tab never played anybody that was like under 28. (laughs) So, and apparently he had like a season long concussion basically too. Yeah. So he, yeah. So this is really like his first time playing in MLS. So, I mean, it's a heck of a, it's a heck of a ask for him. It's like, Hey, Hey, Ethan, uh, 
his first start was against Miami, right? He, he against Iguain, and so now it's like, hey, uh, go in there and uh, take on Ladero and Rui Diaz and Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan and Albert Rusnak and all these guys. <laughs> like, yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, it's it's a, and yeah. What's up? Or do you go with um, Sarek? Uh, yeah, yeah, Valentin. Man, yeah. I I don't know. It's kind of the I mean, same. He he's been playing center back, and he hasn't, yeah, he's a veteran. He hasn't looked the best, but he did what needed to be done um, in those cup games. I just don't know. If Honestly, I think what we may end up seeing, may, we may be seeing another like three in the back, and it'd be surprising if we saw that. But just because you know, it's very taboo. Or coaches in the back, too. making it five, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because say, right, like more drop back. Yeah, than I think you could. Because I don't like, think you could play gonna... Zarek at like right center back. Yeah, or didn't he at one point play like, kind of like a sweeper uh, for Tav Ramos? I think he kind of played a little bit back at times, kind of like a sweeper I mean, position. Basically. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't thought of that. But like, yeah, if you ran like a back five of Junkwa, Bartlow, Parker, Valentin, Zeka kind of played Zeka as a wing back and Junkwa as a wing back and just kind of played three and then you sat Seren deep or if Vera's playing I don't know if he talking to Paulo today it didn't sound like he was very um yeah it seemed like he was, was barely like that he would play returning yeah he was uh, just coming yeah. back to the country or something but yeah you basically played three center backs and then you just clogged the midfield and just kind of try to frustrate Seattle I mean that might not be a bad way to to handle it and I mean, I think that we we have the you know we did it last season. Yeah, ready to go, go. Sorry, yeah, like talking about that. We did it last season. I'm looking at our last game against Seattle, home game that we won two one. We basically went with a back three, basically the same exact thing we're talking about. Except instead of um, teenage, it would be Bartlow in, um, you know, with Vera and Coco. I guess playing both like center defensive mids and then Quintero and we went to with a two striker kind of deal um which technically we can do with Thor and Sebas playing um and then I guess maybe Fafa would get that other side uh defensively wise yeah you could play Fafa forward maybe yeah yeah and I'm sure um Paulo has been looking at tapes for you know when the Dynamo played Seattle or I hope he kind of has I know he has his own style but this team hasn't really changed much. Um, the Seattle team hasn't changed much from last year. So obviously with the, well, and, yeah. And I think if you weren't missing those two, you know, key components being teenage and Adam, he wouldn't be changing those tactics like that, but it makes a lot of sense to play, you know, with three center backs, you know, a line of five, just because, because uh, of that. I mean, you have two, like Dustin said, you know, whether it be Stettis or Valentin um, playing against a Seattle team that is this good, plus you're adding a Ethan Barlow, which is a rookie with a couple games under his belt. It's a lot to ask. And, you know, this is when you want your captain, Team Parker, to kind of step up and be, you know, what Hadavi has been for us. But that's that's a lot to ask of him, I think. Yeah. I think it was interesting, too, we uh... – got a chance to talk to Junkwa on the pregame press conference that they do every week. And um, I asked him about like playing Seattle and them being CONCACAF champions, like what it means. And you could tell like, like this is a kind of, this is a kind of game that, you know, that they're going to measure themselves by like Seattle's coming into their house. 
it's you know the champions of CONCACAF the the best MLS team in the history of MLS to ever play MLS you know all the accolades that Seattle gets um so like and maybe it's just a you know a midweek game for Seattle in the midst of this season that they're having but like this is a big game for I think a lot of the Dynamo players and it's 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 gonna be really interesting you talked a little bit about it earlier about them kind of having this pride and kind of you know like showing emotion and stuff I think I think this game with Seattle is gonna there's gonna be a lot of that on display yeah I mean this is basically what you know probably San Antonio was feeling when they played the Dynamo during the U.S. Open Cup you know kind of like like you said it's one of those that you're playing the best of the best uh, you know, if it was a Mexican team, it'd probably be the same type of feeling, knowing that, you know, this team, Seattle, that, you know, we, a lot of people tend to hate if whoever's, you know, up and doing well, uh, you know, just for the guys to show that, hey, we're better than you, you know, because the team itself doesn't, you know, they play well. We saw the fact that, you know, they're coming from a victory when we we looked it up and, it was like they're playing all their starters. This may be a good sign for the Dynamo. Um, and they were losing 1-0 for, you know, a, the beginning of, what, 30 minutes. And it was like, oh, this is great. They're playing their, all their starters. They're losing fantastic. And then, you know, final was 3-1. And you're like, okay, this is not that great. You know, this is getting them more informed. Um, and are they going to continue to do that? Or are they going to kind of bring their B team? And we know that they're going to bring their A team for sure. Yeah, I think that's another thing that is kind of getting lost in this. And I know at least like I was thinking about it earlier, like <clears throat> they're like pretty close to last place. So they can't really afford to like have any more B team games. They had like two months of them, <laughs> you know, and trying to win CCL, they they basically punted MLS and it worked. I mean, they won. So, you know, it was obviously a good, a good move by them, but they're way down the table now. So, you know, there's some good teams in the Western conference. I mean, all three of the Texas teams are playing well, both the LA teams are playing well. RSL's apparently good again. Um, Portland is, is kind of just floating around. SKC's pretty terrible, but um, yeah, they, I mean, if you think about it, can they really afford to just send their B team to Houston and get another loss? I mean, there's a, it, it, at some point they're going to have to be like, Hey, we got to start picking up three points because this is going to turn into the season. We won CCL and then did nothing else. So, yeah, I think for, for, for their, from their perspective, and obviously I don't know, you know, how they're thinking or what's going on there, but I, I feel like this is them like saying, okay, it's that game where they went down one, nothing you were talking about. They came back and won three, one. I was like, Hey, we're back in MLS now. We got to start playing like, you know, a playoff caliber team. And now are they starting a role? Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the, there's still that long, you know, long flight to Houston. There's, it's what, 90 degree, 94 degree weather now. Probably when they play, it's probably going to be like mid 80s or something. But still, there's a lot of things that are still should work in our favor um, as the home team. And Dynamo need to, you know, be able to take that and and get we can and ourselves. You know, you mentioned Seattle. They they you know the way that they started the season was basically just focusing in a different tournament. And Houston is kind of the same way. At home, we shouldn't be allowing you know other teams to come in and take 
uh, any points whatsoever. Uh, you know, getting those early draws um, in the season is going to end up hurting you in the end. So this is a time to you. This is your last game for basically a month before you come back and play another home game. Uh, you need to take all those three points, um, you know, because we're <laughs> definitely not warriors that on the road for sure. And we'll, hey, we also got to think about um, Seattle is basically two games. Um, I have a two game. What do you call it? gap i guess or whatever um if they were to win those two games they'll basically catch up and be right where we're at right now um so obviously you know taking that into consideration not just thinking like oh they're pretty low on the table well they're kind of low just because that's kind (laughs) of where they could be right now i mean who knows if they lose those two games then obviously it looks better um on paper i guess but yeah it's not gonna be tough um the only thing that, you know, you're mentioning, it's a home game for the Dynamo, everything like that. What kind of worries me is you're not going to get the same kind of fan base um, home field that you would on a weekend. Then, the And weekday. even then is a little meek too, you know, so. Right, but it's like this last game against Nashville, I felt like we had a pretty good, you know, outing. Um, you definitely felt the energy. And I think that's what got the players going, even after that red car. But, you know, being Wednesday, uh, I feel like that's going to be a tough, tough crowd, <laughs> you know, for us um, to get people out there. So, hey, if you're listening, live in the Houston area, you know, go check them out. Um, like we said before, and if you've been listening to us, Dynamo uh, is doing better than before. So there, there's a lot to be proud and a lot of positives. And, you know, you can any fan can make the difference by, you know, helping out the team, being there in support. And, and they're, they're giving away bananas. Yeah, and they're gonna give away <laughs> bandanas. Whatever you guys want, just go. Oh, you got flags. Well, it was flag Saturday. You got yeah. bandanas. I mean, it, like, you know, we la- we joke and stuff, but like, it seems like for a long time the time we like hardly ever did like promotion type stuff. You know, or they would do like a hey, here's a dish towel or something. <laughs> so it it is cool to see like. You know, I, I think it all goes back to Ted Siegel. Obviously, honestly, you know, he's kind of changing from the team on the field to the team behind the scenes to the PNC Stadium staff to everything. It's like Ted's putting his stamp on things. So, yeah, get out there, get crazy, not too crazy, but have fun. <laughs> it's a Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. Some of y'all have to work tomorrow or the game or sorry, the after. But, huh? To to your point though, and it's so true about the, the whole Ted Siegel phenomenon kind of happening to us, because the guy even flickered the lights in the stadium, and that just you know changes the atmosphere. And it's like, how come we didn't do that for like the last ten years before he got here? I know that little like light show thing that they do to start the second half. It's like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever, and like they're yeah, they're literally like you said, flicking the lights off and on. <laughs> yeah it just changes things you know like gets people into it i think the only thing that i don't like and i do knock every now and then because they changed it was when in the beginning they would press that button and if you went to the first game i think you did uh dustin but they did like a 30 second countdown or something like that like and then they they went down to like 20 and they're like wait this is still too long so i think it's like 15 or 10 now it's just kind of funny yeah, they they, they got to clean that up still a little bit. 
you know, go five Wait. seconds and just hit the button. <laughs> yeah, which is good to see, though, right? I mean, that they're kind of they're not keeping thirty seconds the whole season with the flicker and the lights, though. The the funny thing with that, I think it was uh, what 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 game recently, maybe last month. It was, it was when like it a was two p.m. game. Yeah, like during the day, yeah. and everybody pulled out their like, Austin, like yeah. The, exact. Well, they, yeah, they had their whole. Well, maybe they did it against Austin. I know they did it before then because I didn't go to that game. But they even had like the announcement, like please turn on your flashlights, flashlights, you know. And we're it's freaking daylight. <laughs> it was that five o'clock game. Yeah, I remember. Was it five o'clock? Yeah, it was five o'clock. Like two p.m. No, it was five o'clock that we went. It yeah. was an early game still. It was, so, yeah. I don't know. Whoever's, you know, keeping track of that or has the <laughs> schedule on that. like. But they're working on it. They're working on it, man. At least they're it's, doing something. It's a nice something. thing. Right. Exactly. It's a nice thing. Just, um, you know, keep in mind, it's still bright. <laughs> it's, a, it's a working progress. <laughs> like, whoever's listening to this, the marketing team, they're like, well, F you. It's going to be like that um, Django movie. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And, and uh, what's it called? I know it. For whatever reason, I was thinking of this before Dustin like pivoted us to the Seattle game because I was going to say anything else you want to add. And I was thinking, did we ever find out what happened to that little kid that ran into the field? Like, did his parents show up? <laughs> that was the craziest thing. So I don't know how long we're going here, but I'll make it quick. We're just sitting in the press box, like me and Rudy and Rodrigo and some of the Dynamo staff are like in the row behind us. And this little kid, he's probably like, what, four or five, just like sprints onto the field like past the security and he's out like where the dynamo are warming up and like zeka grabs him and like and then he like puts him down and then the kid runs and like steals a ball then he runs to the other end of the field like where the net the uh, supporter section is and he's like about to score a goal and like a security guy scoops him up <laughs> the weirdest thing ever but yeah and like we never saw like one concerned adult near the kid or trying to get the kid it's like where the hell are the yeah, parents he's your kid now uh, he was adopting an american kid i mean in his first week here <laughs> yeah and the real question was like is that kid banned for life or going inside this field like yeah that's what that i was work? like if that was me I'd, I'd be facing a felony right like where's where's that kid's lawyers get him over there <laughs> oh man that was like probably like the funniest thing i've seen in a while uh dude but guys uh i mean i would say it was early on but i keep forgetting that you know this match is uh coming up on wednesday but predictions brother you want to start on what your uh scoreline prediction would be Man, I've been the guy that just say, like, Dynamo win, like, every single week. Like, F it. I don't care if I'm wrong. Like, we need to win. <laughs> um, I, I'll say with this curtain, I mean, I really don't want to lose. Uh, I'll say Dynamo to at least get the draw 1-1. One, one. One, one. Um, I'll probably be safer if I pick them to lose. Just so my predictions would be, I guess, maybe. I was going to say. I won't hold you to this one, but I kind of have to hold you to this one for sure. So. One way. I feel like I'm always the hater of the group. Like I pick him to lose every week. That's true. And I mentioned that all the time. I'm like, last time when we were talking about Nashville, I told Billy, I'm like, we're all going to say win except for Dustin. Dustin's, Dustin's going to pick him to lose. lose. And I did too. I picked him to lose, what, I think 2 1. Yeah. And obviously, I was proven to be a moron. I get it. It's the so, prove me wrong kind of. Attitude, I'm gonna know? go. I'm gonna go with the reverse jinx again this week and say they lose two one again, and okay. uh, I hope that I, uh, I see that though. inspire another two nil win. No teammates, yeah. no Adam. Yeah, it's a lot. Plus, a lot. plus it 
Yeah. Maybe no beta. Yeah. And it looks like Rudy as Ladero, some of the, you know, we were hoping, okay, midweek, maybe we'll get like Seattle's A minus team at least, but eh. yeah. Yeah. It would be great if we can get a, a like an early goal and then someone goes and bets against a dynamo and then for sure we'll win. I just have a feeling that that's going to happen, but I'm just going to say, I kind of feel it too. I, I don't know if we get the, I hope we get a win, but I'm going to go with a two, two. I think it's probably going to be a draw. Um, you know, I feel that the dynamo are kind of getting in a groove. Um, but yeah, the, the whole, Depending what your defense looks, I think two, you know, when you lose one defender, it's kind of like questionable, but losing two main guys, two starters, that, that definitely raised an eyebrow for sure. Roger, you want to say something? No, I was just um, like two goals against Stephen Frey. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean like, I don't want to challenge. Like, yeah, I don't want to be like, you know, participation <laughs> trophy guy, but like, if you, if you were to tell me like Wednesday night, the, Sounders played their best 11 the Dynamo played you know what they had and it was 2-2 like you would be good with that right like if I told you right now game ends 2-2 and Seattle played pretty much all not like nine of their 11 starters you'd be like hey that's a solid point to build off of before a road trip so I mean drawing with this drawing with this Seattle team as good as they are I don't think it's going to be you know like oh we drew Colorado or whatever (laughs) you know there's different there's different draws in MLS yeah no you're right I mean it's one of those that it's not ideal because again it's a home match you want all three points but you are playing you know the best team in CONCACAF so you have to you know if you're able to get those you know all three points fantastic if you get a point great and if you lose bad then you know that's another measure you know stick that we have to use towards um nagamura and that regime basically um i mean and, and i don't yeah. think you can like looking at the schedule you know you, you have um galaxy in the weekend i feel like even paulo i want to say he'll be happy with that result not obviously excited that's not what you're aiming for but you know being able to take a healthier team to LA to try to at least get a point there because I think that's your goal over there you know you you're trying to at least get a point out of the way uh, matches and home game obviously you want to win but you know teams teams morale um, looks like pretty good so far I mean we you know we were at the press conference we heard you know in the locker room um, how excited the guys were after the win so you know it's big you know like they're they're pumped so I feel like they can keep the same energy going. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. Sorry, I was going to mention something I saw. That well, you <laughs> know, and- making fun of Palomino, saying yeah. something about, like, uh, same energy he just posted on Instagram. And everybody's kind of making fun of him, all the teammates, saying, like, uh, oh, nice caption. I think I saw that somewhere else. And I guess the Dynamo <laughs> posted that, too. He they- said, back tomorrow, same energy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Fafa, said he- Fafa said he was going to swing on Beto. I think they're they're in good spirits <laughs> yeah for sure no and i was gonna say you know obviously we we only record one show a week so uh basically it'd be good to just do a very quick prediction i would say on that weekend match against galaxy uh the galaxy will also play midweek against minnesota in minnesota so you know they'll be traveling um before playing at home against houston galaxy is another good team you know but I think overall, and Dustin and I were kind of talking off 
before we start recording was um, the fact that the Dynamo seemed to play well against, you know, I was going to say LA teams, that LA team in particular against the Galaxy, you know, whether it be at home or be over there, it seems we've done well. Um, Dustin, you want to add something on that? Yeah, Dallas just went there and slapped them um last weekend it was 3-1 so yeah and like you said we were talking before we started recording like i think this la the la galaxy team is good i don't think they're like top of the league type good i think they're definitely beatable um but it's gonna be another good um a good kind of benchmark for this dino team just to see where they are a road game um against pretty decent team chicharito and and the and those guys so, yeah, it's going to be – I'm looking forward to that game a lot, actually. Yeah, go over it. I was going to say, talking about LA Galaxy. I don't know if you guys saw the news this morning about um, Killini possibly trying to get out there, which at his age, I'm not sure how much he can bring to Galaxy. Right. Um, Ambassador At this status. point, I feel like – yeah, <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> at this point, I feel like he should just go ahead and retire. I think he had a great career. Yeah, I, I think, think uh, he's improving LA. No, Galaxy, I should say. and More. he's probably gonna catch a pretty good hey, check, man. Yeah, I was gonna say that. and the lifestyle, but who knows? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did kind of hear the fact that Messi may be coming to Inter Miami. Maybe everybody's trying to become an owner now. You know, some kind of team. Hopefully, not the Dynamo, because that'd be that'd see. Be but to me, that makes sense, just because every summer he comes down here and just like hangs out in Miami. Like, I guess he has his own little area where he's always at. So I can see that. And living in Barcelona next to the beaches there, like, I feel like that's his style of thing. So I can see Messi, obviously, just relaxing. And, man, this guy could be 40, and I'm sure we'll still see the same Messi we've we've known. I mean, yeah. he literally walks every game but still makes big plays. Yeah. But uh, bringing it back to LA Galaxy, I think that, uh, you know, that is a match that we'll probably, if we get a draw, fantastic, right? I think uh, – if we're able to pull a point over there, even though like Dustin just mentioned the fact that, you know, Dallas went over there and smacked them to get all three points. But if we're able to kind of keep that road mentality going um, to scrap some points away, I mean, that'd be fantastic on, on this, you know, three matches that we're going to play basically on the road. against I think, Real if, you can get, and, I think yeah. if you can get two points in these next two games, you're feeling pretty good. If you can get four, you're like super happy. If you can get six, you're like on cloud nine and we're booking MLS cup tickets. No, I'm just kidding. For real. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, if even, even two points from these two games, I think, you know, we've talked about it so much and not to get into, you know, 30 more minutes of discussion, but like this team is building and these are the, like, a point against Seattle, a point on the road at the Galaxy, if, if they're to do that, those are building blocks, you know? So see what they can do. Yeah, so that's all the topic that, you know, we're going to touch on the first team. The second team, Dynamo Dos, I just want to mention the fact that, you know, there's some trying to keep posting an article, and uh, Dustin does a great job of editing them because apparently things go through the cracks, don't they, Dustin? But uh, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, we have that Dynamo uh, Tuesday out uh, on Tuesdays that just talks about the uh, match relating to, I guess, the the match and the upcoming match about the Dynamo Dos and gives you some more insight on the yeah. players. Um, 
our boy Christian has been, uh, been crushing it. So yeah, check that out. Yeah. So with that, um, Rodrigo, you want to close us out? Yeah. Um, so let's just, <laughs> what's I going to say? No, that's it. Yeah. Check those articles out. Um, you guys can get in touch with us. Yeah, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. I, I got it. I'm just like, I got my dog right here. Asher's trying to make a comeback with his freaking squeaky toys. I know. At dude. the end of the show, he was pretty good overall. He's a, you guys. He's a fourth but, um, member. Yeah. So he's about to bark. Here, I'll go so, for it. I'll go for it. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So check us out at uh, social medias on Dynamo Theory on Twitter, Instagram. There's a Facebook as well. It's untouched currently. But check us out on the website too. Make sure you check out every uh, article that comes out. We've been, I would say, you know, the, the guys have been doing great pumping articles left and right, especially with all this matches coming up. And, you know, this busy basically seems like three games to, oh, or yeah, three games a week, right? <laughs> I give you that vibe. But um, yeah, so check that out. Uh, then Dustin. What's your Twitter handle again? So people can hit you up or just hit them up at that Dynamo Theory, man. Yeah, you can <laughs> just hit me at Dynamo Theory. Um, you know, get us comments, questions, anything you want. Uh, Christian's not here today, but you can follow him at Chris Putalias. Uh, you can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3. Uh, you can find myself at Rodrigo Segura 01. And like Rudy had mentioned, you know, uh, for our or any content or anything uh, just go to dynamotheory.com and uh, connect with us we're happy to talk to y'all and again guys thank you thank you for listening thank you for enjoying this Houston Dynamo run that we're having um, and remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange <laughs>